Welcome to the Fantasy Football Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, with my co-host, Ricky. What's going on? Ricky, we have big news to get to. Lots. Blake Bortles got signed by the Rams. Ryan Fitzpatrick went to the Dolphins. Antonio Brown and Vontez Perfect are now teammates on the Raiders. Which apparently came out today and said, hey, we're good friends. They both hate Juju. And that's, I think, how they bonded. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. But Blake Bortles to the Rams. He's going to back up Jared Goff. What do we think he'll do? Will he bring that whole team down? Uh, no. No, I don't think he'll bring the whole team down. I don't think uh, it's – to me it's a non-factor signing because I don't see Goff getting injured enough that he's not going to be able to play. Mm. Um, but I guess maybe a smart signing on the Rams' part because you figure they probably brought him in for a little bit of money. It's right. one year. You have an experienced backup who had some good games here and there. And, I mean, with the weapons that the Rams have, they probably figured he might be able to play well with a system like that where you have both running back and good receiver pressure. So, keeping on to the same mantra here, Ryan Tannehill is now a Tennessee Titan. Same division, same position. You get it. It Does Ryan Tannehill challenge Marcus Mariota for the starting quarterback job? I think there's potential for that because – Mariota has his moments that he looks great, has moments that he doesn't look great. Right. Um, Tannehill really hasn't had moments of looking great, but, I mean, Mariota's been at the helm over in Tennessee for a little bit. Tannehill is a former starting quarterback, so I could see Mariota being pressured. Okay. Thinking he needs to perform better, um, having a former starting quarterback come in as your backup. So, I, I think the chance is there. I don't think it was intended to be a competition, but I could see it becoming one. What do you think the chances are we see RG3 start in Baltimore? I think if it's not 100%, you're crazy. Okay. <laughs> so you're no, giving, no, 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 you're no. giving RG3 a better chance to start over uh, Blake Bortles in, <laughs> no. in L.A.? No, not a chance. Um, I mean, when you take someone like Flacco, right. who won a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. given he hasn't been performing well, but when you take someone like Flacco and say, hey, you're sitting – in favor of Lamar Jackson, even in the game where Jackson was doing nothing. Right. And the fans were calling, hey, bring Flacco in. Still mm-hmm. did not do it. I don't think RG3 being on the Ravens means anything apart from maybe if Jackson gets hurt, which is a possibility. Right. But I, if Jackson does not get hurt, you're not seeing RG3 in that game. But you know what helps with professionalism? Tell me. A new tie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like what? You hear a tie knot? I have. Tie Knot Men's Apparel is a one-stop shop for all your suit needs. Whether it's a tie, a bow tie, a pocket square, or matching cufflinks, Tie Knot Men's Apparel is your place. So I just have one question. Why not Tie Knot? Who is it, Clay Matthews? Oh, Clay Matthews to the Rams as well. That Rams defense is just getting better. And it's scary. I don't understand how they can have this many star players and have a salary cap. Um, I, I guess 
kind of how Phil, how Philly has it going on. No, this is. I feel like the Rams have assembled an All Star team now. Maybe well, no, 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 no. I agree. Team. I agree. But I'm saying like there's players that want to play for Philly okay. just as much as I think with what the Rams have going on and McVay has going on over there, an absolute genius as yeah. a head coach. I think these people want to these uh, players want to come in and play for him. I, th- I think they want to. They want to be a part of the Rams Super Bowl team, and I mean. The Rams are going to be up there again as a favorite for me to get to the Super Bowl. We're going to start a poll right now. I like it. Who wins the Super Bowl first? Blake Bortles or the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, uh, Bortles never sees a Super Bowl, and the Jaguars team dismantles. Mm, that would be a plot twist. That would indeed be a plot twist. I can tell you. No, um... I, I would have to give it to Bortles at this point. Yeah, I mean, but does it count as him winning a yep. Super Bowl? Yep. Every backup gets a ring, man. Well, I mean, yeah, but he didn't really win it. He just was there. Wentz got a ring. Oh, that's got to hurt. Hey, I'm an Eagles fan. I'll take it. Either way, no matter who's quarterback, I don't have a ring. That's so, true. That's true. But my city does, so I'll take that. But, my city. Um, I, ja- Jaguars, they got to figure some things out over there. Whereas, yeah. I mean, you go from being number one defense to a Swiss cheese defense in one season. I know you're missing a couple of your players, but you still have a lot of big players. Um, the offense got to get it figured out, which I think they're starting to with Nick Foles coming in. Ricky, we got some interviews we got to get to. Who we got? We got Quan Bristol from the Carolina Cowboys and Mighty Kemp. They're going to talk to us a little bit about their upcoming game against the Cape Fear Heroes. I'm excited for it. Hopefully the boys pull out the W. We've been following them pretty closely last month here. Pull up on that. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to find these, these. These were great interviews. I'm pretty ecstatic about it. Can't wait to get to them. So, uh, Ricky, what do you have to say? I'm ready. Let's listen. We hope you enjoy this show uh, so far. We've had a lot of fun talking about free agency and whatever else makes the final cut of this. All I know is Ty Knot has about 15 minutes of ad reads. At least. Only whatever made it was good. So. And I think 
in those 15 minutes, we might have only said the name about four times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna stop laughing. English has been our second language this evening, yeah. and I don't know any other languages. Thank you for joining us. Joining the show again, the one, the only, Mighty Kemp. Uh, he is back with us. We're going to talk a little bit about Cape Fear Heroes and getting ready for the for this upcoming game this weekend. Mighty, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? Good, good. So we got, we're, you know, what, five days out? Yeah, five, six. All yeah. right. Yeah, all right. So days. we're getting ready. How's prep going? How do you feel about uh, going into Cape Fear this this upcoming weekend and uh, and getting ready to handle business? Oh, I, I feel great about it. Um, we just putting the pieces together. We're working hard. Everybody's excited. It's, you know, it, just everybody's going to be on edge this whole week right. because they're waiting on Saturday. So. Okay. Um, how's how's the offense looking? How's the defense looking? Anything uh, kind of sparking? How's chemistry going? Do we feel like the team's meshing? You know, being a veteran, I feel like you have a pretty good eye on that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely meshing. Um, everybody just has to get used to playing next to the man, you know, playing for the man next to him simply because, you know, there's a lot of new faces and um, yet, you know, they're experienced faces, but a lot of people are playing next to a person that they, they're not used to playing next to. So it's just a, just a matter of um, getting to know that person, trust that person, and build chemistry with that person so you can learn, you know, their tendencies so you know what you know what to do. Right. You know what I mean? So know what they're gonna do before they do it. Right. Right. So how's how's uh how you guys feel about the Cape Free Heroes? Um, you know, this this seems like it's gonna be a, a pretty good game. I don't know how close you guys are in uh in relation, but it seemed like a pretty interesting game they had against what the Havoc this earlier the, earlier this week. Yeah, that was a very interesting game, especially the way it ended. Yeah, uh, for those you don't know, sixty to fifty nine with twenty some points in the last minute. I, I don't know, it was wild. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they actually they scored a matter of thirty points in a matter of in a matter of minutes. Wow! I mean it, it got it got crazy towards the end, and you know, especially with that clock. I mean, yes, point seven seconds left on the clock to win the game. That's yeah. That's 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 easily the definition of playing to the whistle. Right. You know what I mean. So. And that's one thing I've noticed with arena ball is there it, things can happen real quick, a little quicker than Very I'd say quickly. than I'd say you know um, you know the NFL or or you know the the other leagues. I feel like things can kind of turn on a dime, and so that has to play a lot in preparation. That at any moment momentum could swing one way or the other. Well, it does. It has a lot to do with being mentally stable and being mentally strong too, because you know the last you know the the last two minutes of the game that you just played, you know, could have, could have caused you to go down two, three touchdowns, but just that quick in the next, in the next two minutes, you can be up two points. Like the momentum swings and the scoring and just the way the game flip flops back and forth. And you never have control of the game. You never have a comfortable lead. You never have to, you, 
you know what I mean? You have to play to the whistle. You have to play to the last second. And I, I think this game last weekend, or you know, the weekend that uh, just passed, it it was it definitely proved that. Right now, again, no one's gonna be putting up thirty points on the Cowboys in the last last minute. That's that's for sure, right? In the last minute, no. <laughs> No. Uh, how's how's the offense shaping up? I, I understand there's a quarterback that came in from Cape Fear. Um, you know, obviously we got the one, the only Hunter, um, and and then Shane Martinez as well. So how's how's it looking? Do we have any any edge on who's who's getting the start? Is it Hunter? Is it my boy? Or uh, is the competition pretty tight? It is tight. It is, and it is intense. I okay. mean, you go from. Having somebody like Hunter, where um, it's pretty much said and done, you know, he really doesn't have any competition. You know, he has guys coming in, you know, playing the position, but you know, you you get the feeling that it's set in stone. And then you know, you turn around and out of nowhere, you get somebody like Shane, right? And then it's like, oh crap! Like, and Shane is playing ball, right? And then you think it's over, and then you got somebody like like Yoshi come in. Okay. And then it's like, what what are we gonna do? Like it's ugh. well. Either it's, way, it sounds like you have three good options. Oh yes, yes. Like, Which isn't a bad the, thing, right? No, it isn't. But at the same time, you 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 want to make the right choice, right? Come come game time, you know what I mean. Because Hunter might have something to bring to the table that that Kate Freer can't handle. Right. You know, and the other two quarterbacks might not have an answer. Well, I would think, too, you know, coming from the Kate Freer system, I would think there there might either be an edge um, against the, the newest quarterback or that might actually be, a, in a way, a downside. Because they do know a certain player's tendencies where, you know, Hunter being a rookie and, and all things considered, it's kind of like, you know, only really you guys know at this moment what Hunter brings to the table. Right. And and that's exactly what I'm getting to as far as, you know, you, you do have Yoshi and he, he is, I hope I'm saying his name right, but um, he, uh, he, he is a very good quarterback. Okay. Very strong arm. He's accurate. You know he's calm and he 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 got some wheels on him. You know what I mean. And he has the potential to to to, to pick apart Cape Fear, but he came from Cape Fear, so like you said, they know his tendencies. Right. You know what I mean. So it might be to where the other two quarterbacks get the call for that game because of that. But yet next week when we play uh, Peach State, what we got Peach State next week, I think. Second game, or the cats or whatever it is. Sure. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, he, he he might be the best pick for that game. Okay. Now, so, would it be in in a sense ever like a revolving situation at quarterback? Like in the sense yeah. of like you know Hunter gets to start Cape Fear, uh, say Shane gets to start against you know the home opener with with the uh, the Predators, you know, or do you feel like you know you got to kind of go with one one dog and and have him lead the race? No. Okay. No. The way our system is set up is you're going to have to perform. Okay. Your job is 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 never guaranteed, never solidified, never. 
You know what I mean? You're right. you're fighting for your your starting spot every week. Okay. And I gotta I gotta think that makes you know practices a little more intense, and right. as well as you know it, it makes everyone play either their best or not be able to handle the pressure. It goes either right. way. Right. Okay. If you're not producing, you're not going to be on the field. I mean that's that that's how it should be. Unlike some of the some of the things we've seen lately in other leagues. Now I don't think we. I asked the last time we talked. Who's who's your team in the NFL? Oh, I'm a Dallas fan all day. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, there ain't no doubt in that. You know this is a Philly-based show, right? Like we're we, I might hey. have to cut this. Hey, well, hey. <laughs> so <laughs> I feed the fifth. Um, how do you? All, all I can say is that was Cowboys, man. How do you feel about the state of the Cowboys? I mean, the, the division just got easier. My Jags took Nick Foles from the Eagles. Not that anyone really cares, but OBJ's gone from New York. Um, you know, Jerry Jones came out and thanked the Giants for trading OBJ, which I thought was kind of just a, a class move for Jerry Jones. That was pretty good. Um, right. But I, I got it in the Redskins are, are, you know, one sprained ankle away from being on the IR. So <laughs> yeah. everyone's breaking legs over in D.C. I don't get it. But so, you know, how do you feel about the Cowboys going to 19? You know, Prescott, Zeke, uh, you guys lost Beasley to the Bills. Uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks, I feel like, for the Cowboys. Right, and I and I feel the same way. Um, but I, you know, I've I've always been a ride or die. You know, right. win, lose, or draw. I mean, there's 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 a lot of I don't know. I I I just think there's a lot of business that could have been handled completely different. Okay, but you know, and then they talk about waiting, trying to come back. And, oh, he's back. He's back. You know, it's it's just. I don't know, man. Jerry, I don't know what the hell Jerry be thinking. He he got a lot going on. Well, if I was Jason Witten, I would have quit too. Because after every Monday night football game, the internet was just tearing him up. Every right. for all the dumb things he said on the mic. But uh, I also think there's a possibility that the first uh, you know training camp he pulls a hammy and never takes another snap. I'm just saying he could go out like that. <laughs> I don't. Bob <laughs> Jason Witten. He, he's not that uh, soft, man. I've seen Witten. You you know you've seen Witten. Oh yeah. A whole lot, you know, uh, of things, and and pulling the hammy wasn't one of them. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> this, this ain't Romo now. So this now, he ain't, he ain't oh, <laughs> shots at shots at the good broadcaster from the Cowboys. That's messed up. Hey, I mean, I give Romo his props. I mean, he's a hell of a broadcaster. He was a hell of a quarterback too, but he 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 made he has made some bad decisions. Well, and that's, I actually had a conversation, and again, you know, where we're located, it's, it's a little biased. We don't hide that around here. But um, I don't understand the, the love for Romo just because every, you know, again, probably a little bit biased being a Philly, but every highlight I see from Romo, he's either on his back or, you know, the, the infamous fumble against Seattle. You know, so it's like. Well, uh, he, he's broken a lot of records. Okay. As far as he, he has. But you know, at the same time, he's 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 broken a lot of negative records too, as far as you know, right. interceptions and things of that nature. Right. Um, so I mean, I, I guess it kind of comes with the territory. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just like Iverson. Yeah, he might you know put up thirty, forty points a game, but he, he shot two hundred times. I mean, <laughs> Very true. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's the argument people people make. You know, uh, right. Uh, about situations like that, so it 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 all comes with the territory. It's, 
So there's yeah. love for Romo in, in Dallas, no question. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. H- how do we feel about Dak? You know, Doc takes a lot of heat when Zeke's not around. I mean, it's just because there is has been some moments. Now, Dak's young, but there has been some moments where he's completely just dropped it for the team. I, I, I think he has to make a decision to let go of the ball. I, I really feel like he holds on to the ball way too long okay. in certain situations. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't see anything... I feel like he tries to force things to happen. Mm. Just, just get rid of the ball. Right. If you haven't, if you haven't seen anything happen yet, and you don't have a running lane, just get rid of the ball. He's taken a lot of unnecessary sacks and caused a lot of unnecessary turnovers right. just by holding on to that damn ball. So, so to you, who is the? I mean, I feel like Zeke's the obvious answer, but is that to a fan the face of the the Dallas Cowboys? No. Okay. Who do we, who's who's when you think of the Dallas Cowboys current? You know, obviously we can go back Romo, Witten, um, all that fun stuff. But t- in today's Cowboys, who do you is is the Cowboys today? Hmm. Wow. I I really don't know about today. Right. It's. I mean, besides Zeke, as far as you know, widely known. But I I don't think I'd put it on him that he's the the leader of that team. I don't think they. I don't even think they know for the simple fact of you don't see one without the other as far as right. when it comes to Zeke and Prescott. Yeah. So it's kind of like they haven't really made the decision either. Got it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Really, it like, should be that offensive know. line. No one talks about it, but that right. offensive line's a, right. a bear. Right. And uh, even then, that's just that's just that's not one person. Right. Right. You know what I mean? But that offensive line is a monster. You know they're young. Hmm. They have a long career ahead of them. They play together. They just I don't I don't I don't think last year they did as well as the year before. Right. You know, but I don't I don't put as much of it on them as I do the staff as far as you know, that came out of nowhere and they kind of switched all the energy to him instead of you know, and instead of keeping it where it was. Right. I, I think they kind of did that prematurely. Fair, yeah, fair. Uh, because cause you got to think about it. Even when Romo, even even when Romo was the man and he was the face, right. you know they. I don't. The Cowboys do stupid stuff like don't have a backup quarterback. Very true. Very true. Uh, who was? I was trying to think. Who was before Romo? Right. I, I want to say like Quincy. Was it Carter? Was there a Carter in there last name? Yeah, you get it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, that's my point. Yeah, since Aikman and, and, you know, Irving and all them, that's like, thank you. who's on? You know, obviously like the Giants, Eli, you know, uh, Redskins, insert name of injured quarterback here. Um, you know, and the, the Eagles have actually been fairly successful in the last, you know, run of quarterbacks. You got McNabb, Vic, you know, Foles had, had a stretch, uh, Bradford when he could stay upright with his glass body, and then now Wentz. Um, which, uh, so let's talk about a little bit about NFL free agency. Uh, what was the move that surprised you, or what team, you know, uh, are, do, you, do you, is your current favorite? You know, obviously the Browns making a huge splash with Odell, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, uh, the, I mean, the Browns are making a lot of moves. Which is wild. I'm I'm interested to see what they do. 
I don't know if, if, you know, I mean, obviously the Patriots are the favorite every year. Let's not, you know, let's not pretend this isn't the NFL. Well, the Patriots are the favorite. But after that, it's it's like uh, the the Chiefs look good. The Browns now look good. Um, in the NFC, you know, you're going to have the Rams again. You know, hopefully your right. boys make a come up. But it's pretty, the the tides are definitely shifting throughout, throughout the NFL. And, right. The last couple of seasons really have been toss-up seasons. Right. As to where... There's a lot of teams that came from came out of nowhere, and then the teams that you really thought was going to have a like like even the Patriots didn't have as good of of a year that everybody thought they was going to have. Right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. They you know they made it to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl and whatnot, but they didn't they didn't do it as easily as everybody thought they was going to do it. Well, yeah. The whole year, everyone was kind of just waiting for them to to not be the Patriots, and as soon as you think they're not going to be the Patriots, that's when they are the Patriots. Right. I mean, get, don't get me wrong. They had their moments. Oh yeah, no, they had. They, they didn't had look their great. Moments when you was like, who, who the hell are we watching? But you Tom know, Brady, when it, Tom when Brady. When it counts and when it matters, you know, they they do have one hell of a program, and I and I stick to that. That's why I am not a big Brady fan. I I think he's overrated, mm. um, and things of that nature. I, I it's the it's the program. I'm sorry. Hey, Matt Castle. That's all I have to say. Matt Castle had a career because of one year. Uh, Jimmy G. I mean, you know, all right, he tore his ACL. We get it. But uh, I, sight to be unseen so far, uh, I don't. I think it's, it's. If Brady go anywhere else, he would not have the success he's having right now. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear because, you know, look at the rest of the guys who have been on the Patriots, you know, running back. Or wide receiver. As soon as they leave there, look at Danny Amendola, who's been bouncing around. He is at nobody again. And you know, it's um, you know, as soon as guys get into that system as nobodies, they become Super Bowl champions, and then they go and leave and be nobodies. It's right. for the most part, for the most part. But getting back to uh, the, the this weekend, we're gonna wrap up here. Give us a little hype for uh, this upcoming match against Cape Fear, and uh, what you guys plan on executing and going out there, and how you're gonna get the W this weekend. Um. Well, I ain't gonna go into to much detail because we 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 do have people that 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 listen and you know take note. But I will say that our defense is ready, our offense is ready. We're coming to play ball. You know, um, sixty minutes of straight hard hitting football. You know, right. we're we're coming to take what's ours. So if 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 they're not ready, we're going we're, we're going to show that they're not ready. Okay. And uh, Rochelle Peebles, uh, when I interviewed him last week, he said he was going to put up four scores, whether it's on offense or defense, for the game he's putting up four scores. So how does it feel knowing that you're going to have a four score lead before you guys even step on the field? It's possible. <laughs> hey, it's possible because between him and uh. Between him and Cash, I think Cash can break out. Okay. Um, I think he can have a breakout game at at defense and you know playing playing DB and return. Okay. He can he can he can have a breakout game too. So we have a we have a lot of weapons. We are surprising. We are surprisingly deep. Um. So, just just because you don't recognize a name <laughs> on the back of the jersey, I I, I wouldn't underestimate him.
All right, so if, even though if you don't know him going in, you're going to know him once you leave. Oh, 100%. And that, hey, that's what makes a good team good. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys step up and uh, become household names, and I'm excited for you guys' first game and uh, get to talk to you afterwards and, and hopefully celebrate. Oh, yeah, definitely. Marty, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, I look forward to you hopefully speaking next week or the week after and uh, getting at it. I'm thinking about showing up to the West Virginia game. That's about as close as you guys get to me. So hopefully uh, if, if, if I get there, we can we can meet up and touch base and uh, go oh, from there. Definitely. We gotta definitely. Do, we get, we'll, have, we'll do a little live live interview. Yeah, but we, we're, we should be we should be there for for a day or two. We're not coming straight back, so we have plenty of time. All right. Well, let's go. Let's uh, party it up in West Virginia, see what the, it's all about there. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, hey, uh, good luck this weekend. I know you guys are going to kill it, and I'll, uh, I'll be excited to talk to you afterwards. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, Marty. Talk to you. I'm on the phone with Quan Bristol, starting cornerback for the Carolina Cowboys. I spent all morning watching his huddle highlights that I found in the depths of the internet which uh, I will say you're quite a ball hawk, my friend. So welcome to the show, and uh, introduce yourself to the fans. Hey, everybody. My name is Quan Bristol. Um, I joined the Carolina Cowboys about two years ago. Uh, I went to um, college. I played college ball at uh, UAB. And the arena experience has been really fun. I really love it a lot. Good. So you're a grad of 2016, as I saw in your uh, huddle highlights, and now... Talk to me a little bit about you were running back and a cornerback. What made you go to the to the defense side, defensive side of the ball, uh, you know, in arena? Well, when I first started arena, I played receiver. Okay. And I liked it a lot. I did really well. I scored a few touchdowns. But once I actually like got to defense, it was like a it was just amazing. It was like a great switch over. Like when the ball gets in my hand from an interception, I immediately turn into a running back again. So it's kind of hard to like stop me. So it's like. I get some easy pick six from this, you know. There you go. Yeah, so I just love being around the ball. And I feel like defense, me playing receiver or playing offense at least, gives me a little bit of an advantage knowing where it was coming at me and things like that. So now you're two years into your into your pro career. Um, what, what to you separates a good cornerback from a great cornerback? And what do you try to emulate? You know, who's your idol? What do you, you know, tell me a little bit about the type of player you are. Uh... A, per, a player that I really look at the most is Aki Tlaib. Mm. He's, like, one of the corners I think I really love the most from all the way down to the trash talking. Like, I just feel that's me. Like, the best thing a corner could have, I feel, is tackling the space. Okay. Because they can definitely come at you a lot. And I feel like that's one of my better things, tackling the space, whether it be a head, a head up hard hit or even ankle biting. I'm going to get you down one way or another. Snatch a chain or two if you have to. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So staying on the NFL, I see a Steelers lanyard uh, around your neck. We're obviously based in PA. We're on the other side of the state near near, near the Eagles. But uh, how do you feel about the state of the Steelers right now? (laughs) Hopefully the draft turns out pretty well. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, those are two big. The killer bees are done. There's only one now. And, and probably the worst one, if we're being realistic about it. No disrespect, but I hope Juju can do something special for us. He should be good, but now you don't have anyone to to help take some coverage, which is you know you should understand that as well, being on the other side. Most definitely. Uh, so you got a, you guys got a game coming up against Cape Fear Heroes. Talk to me a little bit about your prep. You know what you're doing to get ready. Um, how, how you feel the team's looking going into your first game, and uh, you know how the, how do you think the season opener is going to go? Well, one thing I love most about this team is film. 
they're so big on film. I love how the guys are like communicating with each other. Like even you know our games this weekend, they're still watching the film every day, pinpointing details, every little thing that stands out to them. They're they're saying it, even if it doesn't matter. If it doesn't even matter, still giving it out, letting us still know what they're looking at, what they're doing to prep, like prepare for the game. Mm-hmm. Everything just seems like it's going to be a great game for us, you know, turn out in our favor. Okay, so I talked to one of your, uh, I guess, you know, your your wide receivers on the team, uh, Rochelle Peebles, the other day. And we obviously know he's uh, pretty fast. So what's it like to go up against him and practice, cover him? You know, uh, I'm sure there. it seems like I bet there's a little trash talk between you two if I had to take a guess just by feeling the vibes. Oh, man. Yeah, Ro- Rose definitely my boy. I love going against him in practice. I love him. even when he's on the defensive side. Like he, he's a playmaker. He makes plays on both sides of the ball. Man, Rose a heck of an athlete, and I, I definitely, you know, us being on the same team, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy for some teams, definitely. Good. And what's, uh, what's your goals for the year? What would you like to get out of the season? Last year I led the uh, franchise in picks, there so we go. I'm trying to do it again. What, what number, what number to set the or led the team, and what number are you trying to get to this year? I had seven picks last year. This year I'm trying to get ten. Okay. All right. Tell me a little bit. I know there's a bunch of quarterbacks going in. Um, you know, Hunter Roach is a good friend of mine. I know Shane Martinez. I believe you guys got someone from Cape Beer Rochelle uh, mentioned last last interview. So what's uh, how's that looking? You know, from from your perspective. All all three of those guys are very competitive. They all want that starting job, and I honestly can't wait to see who's going to who's going to get it because they're both all three of them. Like I said, are very very competitive. Okay. They all fight. They all study the film. They all break down. They all see different things. They all different attitudes about themselves. It's going to be a good competition between them. And now uh, we're giving away two VIP tickets to the home opener you guys have against the uh, Carolina Predators. So give us uh, something for the fans to uh, what they can expect at the home opener from you guys. Ah, uh, man, Carolina Predators. That's going to be a good game. Like those are those are some of those players I played with uh, my very very first year when I, mean, I played with the Dragons a little bit. Uh, I play with some of those guys from the Predators, so that's going to be a good rivalry game for us, definitely. Awesome. And uh, what? Good. Give me a prediction on uh, your score this weekend. How this how weekend. big are the Cowboys going to take home the W? Honestly, if they score to be one time, it'll be off some luck. Honestly. There you go. There you go. Shut them down. Yes, most definitely. So I just found out you're not a Steelers fan. You're actually a Seahawks fan. And a, I feel like that's disrespectful, seeing as you guys played each other in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's just wrong. Uh, and B, how do you feel about the whole Earl Thomas situation? And uh, can you give a little defense for Pete Carroll's jaw? Because that gum is, takes a beating every time he gets interviewed. Man, I am so sick about the Earl Thomas thing. I really wish we could. Like, we already got Richard Sherman going. Yeah. Like, Earl Thomas, too. Like, he covers the field like no one else. Like, that's, that hurts. And Pete Carroll, <laughs> he's getting old, so he got to keep his teeth going, keep his jaws moving. That that poor gum, man. That right. it's aggressive. Um, so talk. You mentioned Sean Alexander. You know, you you liked Seahawks since back then. You know, you running back in high school. Was he one of your idols growing up? Like watching him run. Most definitely. Like I can tell you so much about him. I know he loves spaghetti. He loves his family. That's just my favorite running back ever. Honestly. So now he went from. If correct me if I'm wrong. He I know he was on the Madden cover, and I believe he was the MVP that year too. At least the leading rusher. Uh, yes, and then he kind of disappeared. Like as a yeah. as a Seahawks fan, like you got a little insight on what you know, just age time caught up with him or what? Age and he like he wanted to go 
take care of his family. Like he had personal things he felt like the NFL just couldn't do for him. Gotcha. So he felt like he had to, it was his time to hang it up from the league. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because didn't he go to like the Bang Bengals? Yeah, he left us. Yeah, he ended up leaving us. That's that's why you know you're done with the NFL as soon as you go to the Bengals. All right, so it sounds like the opposing quarterbacks are going to have a tough time against the Carolina Cowboys this year. Quan, thank you for joining us. Uh, I look forward to you know staying in touch with you and, and getting some updates as the season progresses. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.